0: Hey, welcome back to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you in your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast, and what you're about to hear is part two of a conversation we had with Carolyn Edwards uh, talking about grief. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to part one, go back and listen to part one. I had some great conversation with Carolyn there, learning from the experiences that she's had um, as a counselor in grief, um, as a chaplain at uh, a local hospital, and just someone who has spent time um, with a lot of people, and someone that we learn from immensely. As the part two of the conversation, we're talking a little bit more about how does this lead us towards God, and then also we end out the episode with Carolyn giving some resources, which you can find um, in the show notes. Just find the link there; you can go find all these uh, typed out that Carolyn put together. And also, we have resources right now for our series called Restore: Rebuilding the Broken Soul here at One Life Church. If you go to onelifechurch.org/restore, to find some books, some podcasts, other podcasts, to find some uh, websites, apps, and things that will help you. That we think. Will help you. I'm just gonna process some restoration um, tools to help you out right now in this season of life. And So uh, we're gonna jump right back in and listen and learn from Carolyn right now. So um, kind of shifting a little bit of the of mm-hmm. the conversation, we talked a little bit about this. How does grieving kind of point us to God? Because I think that um, there's times where like we can you know, even see we talked about the Psalms a little bit before mm-hmm. we started mm-hmm. of like crying out to God, and sometimes yes. in grief. Um, and sometimes that's the only place left to go. Like, have mm-hmm. you seen moments of that um, or any experiences with that?
1: I think anything in life is an opportunity, you know, to seek God. So it could be in any pain that we have or any good thing. Um, so it is an opportunity. Did you say opportunity or wait, re- reward that for me?
2: I think she said opportunity. Okay. Didn't you?
0: Opportunity of uh, well, yeah. I mean, how does it mm-hmm. kind of direct us or lead us, yeah. you know, towards? Mm-hmm.
1: First of all, we need to remember that the Holy Spirit lives in us, and so he feels everything that we feel. So when we're grieving, God feels all of the pain that we are feeling. Every single thing, everything that we're thinking, you know, the the Holy Spirit's there experiencing it and you know then the trinity is experiencing it with us so to realize that there's someone that knows us so deeply in the place of such great pain um, and walks alongside us and gets it because god really i mean a lot of times we think he's far away but really, I mean, he can read our minds, so he's he's right there, and can feel what we're feeling more than we can feel ourselves. So it can be very intimate um, in just you know being with God. Um, I think a lot of people do seek God, and and a lot of people can run away, you know. So it's a choice, like in anything else in life, where when we when we have something painful we can either choose to move forward in the pain um, in a deeper relationship or we can run away and hide in some way or avoid in some way. Um, I do feel that as far as grief, um, you know, I, I think of Isaiah 53 where, you know, it talks about the suffering servant that he is acquainted with grief. And I also think God has been grieving, you know, all all the time since he created human beings Mm. because, you know, we've been turning away from him, you know, for all of human history. And I and I even this morning I thought this might sound really wild and you might have to take this out. But, you know, he even grieved the loss of Satan. Because Satan was, you know, like, what was his first grief? It could have been when angels, when the angels fell and he lost, you know, there was broken relationship with the angels, with the fallen angels. And so there has been grief, even though, you know, as the Trinity, we, we think they, that the Trinity meets the needs of each other and doesn't need anyone else. I do feel like God has always grieved. Yeah and um even like in isaiah 53 they were predicting the trinity you know wrote that and they were anticipating what jesus would go through you know that he and that he would be separated from the father 700 years earlier and so you know they They were experiencing anticipatory grief. So I think, you know, God understands grief more than we do, really, into a greater depth.
0: I mean, especially if we think of, if we're created in the image of God, Mm -hmm. and this is something that I, one hundred percent i mean one life has been integral in me understanding this when we've gone through the psalms we've done that multiple summers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and knowing and reading them not in this monotone voice but in the emotion that they're written yes if we're created with emotions of course that's one of them i Mm -hmm. mean if we're talking about grief being a part of our emotions and the way that we feel and process things Mm -hmm. that makes sense to me yeah
2: the thing that's made helped me with it is grief is the price of love as it were absolutely the, the you know, the greater the love, the deeper the grief. Well, it's yes. just that simple. When yes. you lose it, and so that's just how it goes. So, if God is mm-hmm. love, there there is going to be that's that's one of my favorite passages. Uh-huh. You know, a man acquainted with grief, familiar oh, yeah. with suffering. Mm-hmm. It's uh, but that's the beauty. I think it's one of the most profound things in all the universe. I think the God of the universe is acquainted with that. And so that can be a bridge to articulating that, pouring out your soul and and doing it the way the psalmist do. I mean, this this feels horrible. And then just kind of Mm -hmm. giving it all out, facing him rather than running away. Yes, That that is the connection. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you'd survive without it, actually.
1: Yes, Um, and really with the Psalms, what I think are so great, um, it's not just the content of the Psalms, it's the fact that God allowed it to be part of the Bible oh yeah like this emotional mess of emotions he chose yeah. you know that's 150 chapters long yeah the longest, longest book of the one, bible yeah, yeah. that's just a mess <laughs> and he decided that that needed to be in you know in scripture mm-hmm. um and so to me that is him giving us permission to be honest yeah and to be expressive, uh, even when it feels really ugly and you know um in grief to so many people it's just they feel so um they they think am i going crazy what's wrong with me you know grief is not pretty and it's it's you know it's just awful and god is giving people permission to express all of that
2: yeah and it, even even poetic expression that goes mm-hmm. beyond your own you don't even know what you're feeling but he gives you words yes. that you can yes uh, i quoted it I, th- I think it was at the, the beginning of this series was one of my favorite lines in all the bibles at the end of psalm 88 the darkness is my closest friend yes the end <laughs> yes and it's like wow yes. what, what a what a what a great line to end with and it's just sitting there it's yes. like i didn't know you could say that yes this guy yeah. did yes. It's written down breathed out by god
0: so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um as we talk about maybe even restoration, mm-hmm. you know, and this idea of, yeah. that we're trying to, to focus on, and, and I think we've already hopefully given people um, who are trying to connect with someone who's grieving. What about somebody who's listening here right now, and maybe just in the midst of grief and saw the title of this and thought, maybe I'll listen to it, maybe it'll mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. What would you say for them to do? Um, and, and maybe it's not even yeah. grief, and, and I think even maybe a second part of this question, mm-hmm. What can all of us be doing as we all are grieving this mm-hmm. past year? Things, and mm-hmm. losses. We yes. we talked. We start out with a lament of this series of talking about very practical things. Obviously, the major things of, of death that has happened. We know people have lost loved ones, yes. um, but then even things that seem small to some people, but like um, a senior not being able to have graduation or prom, yes. you know, or mm-hmm. not being able to, you know, go to your house, you know, for mm-hmm. groups. Like yes. the, I miss that, you uh-huh. know. Like those are things that we grieve. What, what, how do we process through that?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, I would say um, don't isolate. So try to, even though many people will want to isolate when they're grieving, try not to. Try to be around people. And try to communicate with people what you need or what you don't need. Because, again, as we've talked about, people are anxious about grief, you know, about grieving people. And sometimes they need help. And so um, even though it's really hard and a lot of times people want to crawl into a hole and, you know, just crawl under a blanket, try not to, you know, try to be with other people. So that is one thing. Um, And try and... One thing people will learn is who is safe and who's not. So you're you're looking for safe people, and that's you know across the board. Sure, because you know there's some people you cannot share with, and you know don't 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 do it. You know look for a few people that you know are safe that will not try um, to make you feel better or try to correct you, but that you know will just listen. I think it's also good to um, develop relationships with people that have gone through the same thing. So if there is a loss of a spouse to have conversations with other people that have lost spouses, because, you know, they're the only ones that are going to understand. So I would strongly recommend to join a support group. Um, And there's, you know, all, there are a lot of different churches that offer grief share and, um, I would strongly recommend that, um, hospice also, uh, every hospice, there's like maybe five or six companies in town and, you know, they're supposed to be offering support also that's open to the public. They have support groups. <laughs> so know. to call the local, um hospices to find out like we we had three different groups when i was there and they were all open to the public um so to find out about a a group and try to have a couple different people that are safe that you can talk to um it is important to talk about it and i think that's whatever anybody's been feeling you know in this last year to have it is, you know, don't hold up or don't, you know, just quench it down. Um, don't deny it. But try to have somebody that you can talk things through with, whatever it is that you're experiencing. Um, so those are some things. You can do some reading. Um, reading is very, very helpful. Um, so I would recommend that as well. Um, but you know, just try try to be with people, and you know, and just know, you know, people just need help to know how to help yeah.
2: you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, it's, you know,
1: it's,
2: it's that simple, but it's mm-hmm. that complicated because yeah. we don't do that oftentimes. Yeah. This is how you can help me.
1: Yeah, but we can, you know, for those of us that are trying to come alongside, we can say, "How can I help you?" <laughs> you know. Sure. So you know. Yeah. If we need we we need help too, but to be honest and say, okay, this is awkward. This is difficult. So how can we do this together? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I have two more questions. Oh but um okay. I wanna make sure before we get there because they're they transition oh. a little bit. Anything okay. else that we haven't covered that you just wanna make sure that we talk about
1: I do wanna just bring up um I am gonna just run through yeah, a list please. because um a lot of people, you know, have read or heard of Elizabeth Keebler Ross and she's the one that wrote about five stages of grief. And so people think, okay, there's five stages of grief and then I'm better. But you know, there's a lot more than five stages. She, she was kind of like the, the found the person that like brought up that whole concept. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what we learned from her is really important, but I just want to say that, um, there are more stages of grief and they don't go in any order. And a lot of times you can be angry and depressed at the same time, or you might be stuck in anger, you know, for okay. two years. <laughs> at that point, if after two years you need to go to counsel <laughs> there's, that. I mean, you know, I would recommend that, you know, that's when you're stuck. Um, sure. So I just want to mention a couple things here. Yeah. Um, even like uh, everybody feels denial or shock at first, and I just really want to like people can't concentrate. They don't remember things. Um, they get in accidents. Hmm. They fall downstairs because they can't concentrate. And like a lot of you know, a lot of times people are dealing with you know the details of um, you know after a person's died. I know that you've had to deal with that a lot. So you know how much mon- how much there is. Yes. And it's very very hard to concentrate. So I like my brother. He 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 paid he did the house payment three times. You know oh, wow. because he wasn't able to concentrate. Yeah. Oh my know? goodness. Wow. Yeah. yeah that- <laughs> I mean, he he was just couldn't think. Hopefully he won't listen to this, but you know, people okay. have a hard time concentrating. So you need to be really careful at first. Um, you know, cautious you know, when you're walking downstairs or about tripping, about your driving, um, and just realize you're going to be numb. And the numbness actually can last um, several months. And it can last longer. I know a man that it lasted for four years. And then he called for grief support at hospice, yeah. So you never know how long it's going to last. Um, We know about anger. Another is anxiety. A lot of people have a lot of anxiety panic attacks um when they're grieving um might be shaky um you know just can't pull themselves together so that is often you know one of the things that they feel um the guilt and regret loneliness um the physical symptoms the the depression um there, I do have to say that a lot of people think I'll never forget like what they look like when they died, or, but they actually memories do get better, um, so um, memories do improve. But at first, some of the memories are really, really awful. And um, in in the one of the support groups, we decided we did not like the word acceptance <laughs> because nobody wants to accept the loss of a loved one. Yeah. So we we called it adjustment to a new reality. I like that. So those are just, you know, some of the things, but you know, this stuff is messy and I just want to encourage people not to say, what is wrong with me? Why can't I pull myself together? Just know this is what grief is like and it is not easy. It is the hardest thing, um, human beings go through and, um, it's just going to be that way but if you just can't embrace it and kind of go with it you actually will be better off in the long run so even when you feel like i am in in a rut i can't move forward um you know unless it's a couple years out um but you know don't don't analyze yourself don't judge yourself again respect your feelings
2: well i yeah i, I think uh, something that's helped me is to think in terms of you don't get over it. You just go through it. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and that's important because I think it's something that would always be there. Imagine, yes. imagine losing a child or someone like that. Yes. I, I remember, I will never forget uh, I was standing in the lobby uh, with, um, with a woman who was in her eighties and she related to me that she had lost a child. She yeah. had lost a baby. Mm-hmm. She stood there and cried right there in the lobby. Yes remembering that yes. you know this is decades before this So yes. you know, and, mm-hmm. and so she's she got through it her, her life went on you would have never known i mean mm-hmm. she was bright cheery you know good humored person mm-hmm. but that she's been carrying that the whole time and, yes. it's, and, and she doesn't want to forget she doesn't want to no. get over it in the sense no. that sometimes mm-hmm. we think uh, she has adjusted yes and it's just a part of her story at this yes. point
1: yes yes yeah. yes
0: that's good and you shared some poems as well. Yes. Uh, do you want to read any of sure, them? Sure. Yeah. I like You this. shared
2: poems? Did you? Did I overlook that? They're in the little they're in the package I gave you. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't look that deep into it. I well, didn't. Okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I didn't know there was poetry there. Yeah. I don't think we've ever done poetry on the Woo-hoo. It's not for po- It's
1: not poetry that I wrote. <laughs> oh okay okay, it's poetry i recommend oh okay okay. all right and i do um recommend the grumpy monkey too and that was my one
0: of my questions because i want to make sure we talked about it because it's on the table okay
1: okay we will okay so here are two i these are great poems probably it would be great for people to have just for anyone that's in pain um so let me just start with i need to be heard i need to be heard please don't tell me how you feel I need to be heard. Please don't try to comfort me by telling me you'll be better in time. I need to be heard. Please don't pacify me by trying to top it with a hurt of your own. I need to be heard. Please don't look away when I mention that precious name. I need to be heard. Can't there be anger among sadness and misery? I need to be heard. Meet me where I am and listen to me until I don't need to be heard anymore. That's good. And then Listening as Healing. Oh, that, uh, that um, poem, I Need to Be Heard, is by Leslie Delp. Listening as, he, in, as Healing. When I need you to listen to me, and you start giving advice, you have not given me what I needed. When I need you to listen to me, and you begin to tell me why I shouldn't feel that way, you are telling me to deny my feelings. When I need you to listen to me and you feel you have to do something to solve my problems, you have failed me, strange as that may seem. Listen. All I ask is that you listen, not talk or do, just hear me. You're trying to cure me, not hear me. But when you accept as simple fact, that I do feel what I feel, no matter how irrational that may seem to you, then I can quit trying to convince you and get about the business of understanding what's behind my feelings. And when that's clear, the answers sometimes are obvious. And you know what? It was your listening that made that possible. Perhaps that's why prayer works sometimes for some people because God is still and doesn't give advice or try to fix things. God just listens so you can work it out yourself, staying with you as a silent partner. So please listen and hear me, and we can both keep in mind that there are important times in our lives when we just need to be heard, not cured. And that is anonymous. Wow. Yeah, if we did just did those two yeah. poems in our lives. <laughs> you know?
0: good place to start yes uh, again i want to put the yeah. this um resource these information mm-hmm. this information in the show notes and then um i think also i'll add a small section to onelifechurch.org slash restore mm-hmm. uh, we have a list of resources there that we've mm-hmm. been putting out uh some books podcasts yeah we recommend other podcasts too mm-hmm. um and some websites some things our staff went through some of that today so this is good uh, do you want to talk about grumpy monkey before we close out yes
1: um Okay, I I can't read the whole Grumpy Monkey and you can't see the pictures, but what I love about Grumpy Monkey is... It's a book. It's a book. Yeah, It's a children's book by Suzanne Lang. And this monkey wakes up and he's very grumpy. And no matter, you know, that it's a beautiful day and everything's great in the world, but he's grumpy. And so all of these different animals try to make him feel better. And, you know, they'll they'll tell him to do certain things, like, you know, he'll say, I'm not grumpy, and, and, you know, somebody will say, but look at how you're standing. And Norman, the ape, says, you're all hunched. So Jim, you know, straightened up. So he did all the things that people were telling him to do, and all the different animals are giving him advice. <laughs> and he finally just you know, tries to look happy, but he can't because he's still grumpy. So he finally just stomps away by himself because none of them helped him. You know, they all had their own solution that seemed good to them, but none of those helped him. So he finally admitted when he was by himself that he's. he said, I guess I'm grumpy, and then he just started to feel really sad, and then he came upon Norman the, the ape, and Norman was all slumped, and he was frowning. And Jim, the, monk, the little monkey, says, you know, what's the matter? And he said, I danced with porcupine. So he, <laughs> he has all these porcupines um, you know, sticking out of his bottom. And Jim says, are you okay? And Norman says, it hurts, but I'll probably feel better soon enough. Are you still grumpy, asks Norman, and Jim says, yes, but I'll probably feel better soon enough too, but for now I need to be grumpy, and Norman the big ape says, it's a wonderful day to be grumpy, and Jim agreed, and they just sat together, and he already felt a little bit better, so he just needed to be with somebody that wouldn't try to make
0: him feel better,
1: and they just needed to be together.
0: So That's kind of a easy, you know, the simplest, I guess, practical takeaway. You said it's just a lot of listening and mm-hmm. just being. Um, yes. If that's one thing, I'm going to steal Brett's question from our last episode of if there's one thing you could give people mm-hmm. um, when it comes to grieving, mm-hmm. would that be it? Yes. Listening and, mm-hmm. and just being.
1: And be courageous. Be courageous. Mm-hmm. I mean, see, seek the person and then listen.
0: Mm. This is good. All right. One last question. This is not one I I put on the list. Um, We're talking about restoration here and uh, kind of spiritual practice, restorative practices for us. What are some of those for Carolyn? Oh, um, well,
1: um, what's restorative for me? Sitting out on my sun porch, looking in my backyard and um, watching the birds And one of the things I just love so much is just seeing the variety of different birds and hearing the different bird calls and just seeing how creative God is and, you know, that he did not have to be so generous with us. Um, You know, and so just being out there helps me you know connect with him um so that's one of the things i would say that i do you know to restore is um, for me i'm an, i am an introvert surprisingly and so just being by myself yeah um but outside or near outside um and just being quiet is you know what's restorative for me it's great
2: we we have on our app, and we keep telling people this on our website. We have uh, resources mm-hmm. that people can kind yeah. of search up. And uh, our staff went through. They there is a what, what's it actually called? It's an assessment of it's some like, sort. Of, it was
0: um, uh, I can look it up. Yeah, while it's you're like talking your
2: spiritual about. pathways yeah. Uh, uh-huh. assessment. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we all took it, and it kind of just gives you a little guide on what would uh, be restorative for you. Yeah, help you understand that. And I think most of us had what's uh, called nature or natural yeah. or mm-hmm. uh, something like that, yes. what you expressed, whether yes. it's hiking or whatever. So we all decided we have to go on a trip together and yeah. we have to yes. go, uh, start yes. having our meetings in the mountains yes. or something. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. it's good to know that about yourself and, and be yeah. able to name it and mm-hmm. uh, know mm-hmm. that that does it and make sure it gets in your life. It's very important.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for me, um, I'm, actually need to be by myself yeah and so um and i am you know a person that avoids by being busy i avoid god by being busy <laughs> so for me to you know sit still you know be still and know that he is god is pretty much what what it all comes down to
0: yeah. that's good carol thanks for thanks for making time thanks mm-hmm. for coming on and sharing on this um mm-hmm. i love this conversation kind of came up a little bit randomly you and I were just talking you're like I'd love to talk about grief I'm like mm-hmm. okay let's yeah. do it and I'm glad we got to do this it's this good I appreciate mm-hmm. um, I appreciate the information and I hope everybody else you know um you know, if there's questions or things you want to even ask more, um, send us an email, uh, podcast at onelifechurch.org. Um, and we'd love to be able to continue to have conversations. Again, um, send some resources your way. Um, you can find the resources of things that we talked about with Carolyn um, in the show notes. And again, on our resources section, onelifechurch.org slash restore. Um, you can see some of the messages, some of the previous podcast episodes we've been doing as well. But anything to close with, Brett?
2: Well, we are going to continue this conversation and I hope everybody's taking uh, advantage of it because we do need after the year we've had, uh, we need to be proactive about this and lean into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the objective. And we're going to even extend it beyond Easter, I think, as well. And and look at the resources, listen to this stuff and go after it because yeah. you, we all need it.
0: Yeah. Our next episode, actually, I usually don't have all this information together, but we're kind of prepped right now. Uh, we're going to be talking about um, connection to people and relationships and talking about that as what that looks like in restoration. So I'm excited about that episode. Carolyn, thanks again. Mm-hmm. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah.